Hi there, Zio Church, church full of passion, passionate people. It's wonderful to be able to take part in your latest teaching series. It's a real privilege for me to be able to do that. I'm only sorry that I cannot yet be with you uh, in person, but we're having to do this uh, virtually. However, thank God for technology and for my being able to address you this way. I want you to know that I have been missing you and I continue to pray for you. So I've been asked to look at the subject this morning of carrying the presence of Christ. What does that mean? Great grand term. And what would its impact be if we were truly living in such a way that we're carrying the presence of Christ? What does it mean? And what is its impact? I want to read some verses to you from Scripture. Uh, we're going to look at probably two or three passages in Scripture uh, over the next 15 minutes. And I want to start in Acts chapter 4 and uh, read to you from verse 5. Uh, so please feel free to follow this with me. I'll draw some comments down from this and the other passages as we go through. The next day, the rulers, elders and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander and the other men of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? They're referring to a miraculous healing that has taken place. Verse 8, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is the stone the builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful passage. So what does carrying the presence of Christ really mean? Well, it's kind of summed up there in, in those few little words. Three, they had been with Jesus. To carry the presence of Christ means that we must have been with him. We must have been close to him. We must have dwelt in him. We, his shadow must have fallen over us. To be with Jesus, not please note to do things for him, but to be with him. And in being with him, our very existence, our very identity is defined by our relationship with him and our proximity to him. It's all about relationship and identity. It's not about performance. The reality is, that if you and I spend time with, 
people who we love dearly, that we're close to, that we long to please, that we probably want to emulate their good points. If we spend time with and love people, then you and I will come to replicate their mannerisms. We will become more like them. Our thoughts will begin to mirror their thoughts. Our actions will begin to toe in line with the actions of the person that we're spending time with and that we love dearly. My wife and I have been married now for 33 years and we love one another dearly and since lockdown back in March uh, eased somewhat though it has at the moment (laughs) we've never spent as much time in all our married life together and it has been wonderful yes there have been moments there have been some some tense points and need for space and all but all of them positive learning curves I love my wife Nikki dearly and she for some reasons best known to herself loves me dearly and we have become more like one another our friends very often say you often don't even finish sentences because you know what it is that you're going to say or or you finish one another's sentences or or nikki will know before she even asks me what it is that i what i want to to eat or what i want to drink on a, a given occasion why is that because we have been with each other we have been in one another's presence that's what it means to carry the presence of christ so that we begin to carry the same mannerisms the same thoughts the same learned actions finishing one another's sentences i'm reminded of a a little section in philippians chapter 2 where it's verse 5 where it says we must have the same attitude as Christ Jesus and the word for attitude there is the little Greek word phroneo and it literally means we must have the same think feel do as Jesus we must think the same we must feel the same we must do the same as Jesus that's what it is to carry his presence it's not our own presence we're carrying because that's a little good to a few people but his presence is of ultimate good to many people let me read you uh, another little passage when we're thinking about what does it mean to carry the presence of christ just a few verses this time from the second book of corinthians and reading from chapter 2 i'm going to pick it up at verse 14 where the apostle paul says this but thanks be to god who always leads us in triumphal procession in christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him for we are to god the aroma of christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing to the one we are the smell of death to the other the fragrance of life And who is equal to such a task? What does it mean to carry the presence of Christ? It means, and I love this image, to carry the aroma of Christ. It's a a wonderful, wonderful picture. 
my wife sometimes says, she said it a number of times, when she gets in our car, if I have been driving in the car, uh, say I drive us to the airport to be dropped off to travel, something I haven't done for some months now, uh, and then Nikki will drive the car back, she says, I love it when I get out of the car, because although you've gone, I smell my hands and they smell of your aftershave, the aftershave that you put on just before you went out to travel. And so I can smell you, Pete. And and although you are not physically there, the aroma of your presence is there. That's what it is to carry the presence of Christ. It's, it's the whiff of heaven. It's the whiff of heaven. I can remember when I first started out in full-time Christian ministry in the East End of London where I would frequently have to travel on crammed tubes where everybody spends all the time sitting opposite each other but desperately trying to avoid eye contact and looking anywhere else and stay in their own space bubble with their own headphones in and all the rest. And I can remember praying time after time on those tube journeys. Jesus, I'm probably, I might, but I'm probably not going to get the opportunity to share your good news with these people. But I pray if I never even utter a word to them that somehow I will carry the aroma of Christ the very just being there being a presence being the peace of Christ in that situation that somehow something of the aroma of Christ will communicate to these people I I, I love what it says uh, there about Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. What's that all about then? Well, the writer there is drawing on a, on a picture, an image, which he also draws on in Colossians chapter 2. You can check it out for yourself, uh, verse 13 to 15, Colossians chapter 2. And the image is the image of a conquering Roman army that has defeated their enemies and now takes captive all the powers and authorities of that captive, captive enemy, takes all their princes and their judges and their scholars, takes them back to Rome and parades them through the streets in a victory procession, saying, these were their bigwigs, but we have beaten them. And, and ultimately presents those captures, those captives uh, to Caesar. And the picture in scripture here is the same, that actually Jesus has got us now in his victory procession where where sin has been beaten and sickness has been beaten and suffering has been beaten and even Satan himself has been beaten now. This is a victory procession. What does it mean to carry the presence of Christ? It's the aroma of heaven as we walk the presence in the procession, the victory procession where sin and sickness and suffering and Satan will be vanquished, bit by bit and ultimately completely. That's what it is to live in the presence of Christ. Let me move us on to ask about the impact then as we close. What's the impact of living in the presence of Christ? Well, in Acts chapter 4, in verse 7, uh, the, the people there talk about the power. What power do you do this? Is the impact is power. Peter, when he explains it, talks about kindness. The impact is the kindness, the loving kindness of God impacts people's lives as we serve them and we help them out during COVID restrictions and with our neighbours and, and the NHS and, and whoever it is. It's power, but it's also kindness, but it's also healing. This incident in, in Acts 4 it is prompted by a guy who gets physically healed. 
Uh, and it's also uh, the the impact is that we find courage. It says there in Acts four, when they looked at the courage, they saw that they had courage. These men, we become emboldened. That's the impact of the presence of Christ. And in 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 15 and 16, what's the impact of the presence of Christ in our lives? Well, we become the aroma of Christ, which is life to those who are being saved and death to those who are perishing. Please note, one aroma, the beautiful, pleasant whiff of heaven, the aroma of Christ, one aroma, two possible reactions. Choosing life or choosing death. That's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to carry the presence and see its impact. And I love it as I finish that this this is very real. These two passages are very, very real, aren't they? So the two, the two Corinthians passage finishes up with the question, who is equal <laughs> to such a task? What, me? Can I carry the presence of Christ? Can I see this impact of power and of kindness and of healing and, and of sin and sickness and suffering and Satan vanquished? The presence in the procession, the victory procession of Christ. What, little old me? Can I do that? And I love that the answer to that question comes just a little bit later on in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 5 where it says this. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. As we carry the presence of Christ, the impact is down to him, not our own strength. And I love that little closing bit in Acts 4 that we read, verse 13, where it says this, they looked at Peter and John and they realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. The original Greek language, therefore, unschooled, ordinary men, is agrammatos idiotes. Yeah, ungrammatical idiots. They looked at Peter and John and saw that they weren't competent they were just ordinary people. They were just ungrammatical idiots, literally. But the difference was that they had been with Jesus and they took note of that. So church, carrying the presence of Christ and its impact, pray it for yourselves daily that God would soak you in his spirit, fill you with his love and with his power, and enable you to carry, to dwell, to inhabit, and then to give away the very presence of Christ and see the impact of that in the lives of those around us that he's given us to and is giving to us. God bless you as you do exactly that. Much love.